You are Locked On Clemson, your daily podcast on the Clemson Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Tiger Nation. Welcome to the Locked On Clemson Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day, Monday through Friday, a daily glance into Clemson athletics, including the number one team in college football. Today is no exception as we continue to prepare for the top 10 matchup in Death Valley. The Clemson Tigers, number one overall, taking on the number seven Miami Hurricanes. Saturday night, 7.30 p.m., and got some updates coming shortly from Coach Dabo Sweeney as Clemson continues to get ready for this big showdown. Hear what the head coach of the Tigers had to say this week in his address to the media. Also, take a look at, also we'll take a look at the test these two teams are trying to pass this week. I think there's two things kind of off the field, kind of intangible type stuff that I want to get to that I think matter about this game and what we're going to learn from it. So what is the biggest challenge for Miami and Clemson on Saturday night for both teams? We'll discuss that coming up later. And then also finally wrap things up here on a Wednesday episode with fact or fiction. I'll throw out a couple statements. We'll decide if they are true or not true. I'll let you know what I think about that coming up shortly. I'm your host, Brad Sinkoff. I am the deputy editor at allclemson.com, part of the Sports Illustrated Network and co-host of the Press Box on 105.5 The Game, the flagship station of Clemson Athletics. Been a credential media member for over a decade and looking forward to continuing to bring you daily insight into your Tigers. Please make sure you hit the subscribe button, the download button, and make sure you follow me on Twitter, at Brad Sinkum. That's S-E-N-K-I-W. Clemson head coach Dabo Sweeney caught everybody up on what's going around his football team earlier this week. And not really a whole lot of super newsy stuff, but there are some things to go over. One of the things that Coach Sweeney did not really touch on was injuries. And not really sure exactly the status of a couple of players. Um, basically, Justin Foster and Xavier Thomas, who... I've discussed quite frequently over the course of the last couple of weeks. Doesn't appear or sound like Justin Foster is going to be ready to go. I know Coach Sweeney said on his Tiger Call show on Monday night that both Foster and Thomas will be ready when they're ready. And we live in an era now where that's that's acceptable. That's got to be acceptable. And coaches aren't going to give out a lot of information. And obviously with COVID-19 and protocols and guidelines, they're just simply not going to give you the kind of updates that you're used to getting. I've discussed that a great deal, uh, and I think in terms of Foster and Thomas, that especially rings true right now. I would be surprised if you don't see Xavier Thomas in at least a uniform on Saturday night. He was supposed to dress out last week against Virginia, but had to attend a funeral uh, after a family member passed away and was not able to get back in time to go through all the COVID testing so that he could play. That means that he ended up sitting out, didn't dress, didn't see him at all. I think he'll be in a uniform this week, but I'm not really expecting him to be part of the game plan. Uh, as far as we know, he's still working on the scout team, working his way back from some illness issues. He had contracted COVID-19 over the summer. He also had strep throat right after that. 
and just was not physically able to do things he needed to do to get in football shape. And I don't think that that's really changed to this point. I think he's getting closer. I don't think it's going to be against Miami. You could see him in there for a couple of plays, but I just don't think he's going to be built in to the game plan. And I think that's going to be important. That puts a lot of pressure on what Clemson wants to do and get more into the schematic look at the Tigers and Hurricanes showdown uh, in the next episode on Thursday. But right now, I would not expect to see Foster or Thomas make an impact in this game. Tyler Davis, however, I do believe can impact this game for the Tigers, and they're going to need him to, and we'll discuss more of that later in the week. As is the case every week, Dabo Sweeney very focused in watching the COVID-19 testing. He said he's just very hopeful that things go well. This is not the kind of game you want to have anybody out, especially starters or two deep players uh, who are going to help you in this game on Saturday night. So continue to monitor that. But but as of right now, middle of the week, Clemson hasn't lost anybody to any protocols or guidelines conserving, concerning t- uh, testing. Another big factor to note heading in this game is the weather, and there is a hurricane on its way. It's, for me, just way too early in the week. I'm not a weatherman. I'm not a forecaster when it comes to those things, so I don't really want to get into how this game is going to be affected by that until we get to Friday. going to discuss that on Friday's episode, but right now, just don't know enough about the track of the storm and where it ends up and how impactful it's going to be in the upstate of South Carolina and what it means for this Hurricanes and Tigers game. So not going to really offer a lot of insight into the weather until simply I just know more about it. It's not something that Coach Sweeney is factoring into anything right now either. He addressed that earlier this week. But all in all, going to have to sit tight and wait and see what happens. I hadn't even looked at it one time, not one second. That, what, what's that going, what good would that do me? I could care less. Uh, hey, we, we've, we've played in hurricanes before. We, we actually play in the hurricanes. Uh, we, we got double hurricanes this week. My, my son plays the hurricanes on Friday nights. So we got hurricanes everywhere, uh, you know, this, this week. But I, I really, honestly, I haven't, I, I haven't looked at anything on the weather. I'm just – Whatever the good Lord gives us, as long as it's the same weather for both teams, none of it it matters. Something else that doesn't matter to Coach Sweeney is the perception of the ACC. And, you know, this is a league that certainly needs a big matchup like this. Uh, Obviously, you see top 25 teams. You see top 10 teams from that conference ranked right now with Notre Dame, North Carolina, Miami, and Clemson. And this is a marquee game that the league is desperately wanted and they're going to be on the big stage. They're going to be on national TV. It's going to be on ABC. It's a really big deal. But in terms of changing the narrative and changing perception, the ACC is weak or it's just too one one team oriented. Coach Schleen doesn't buy into any of that stuff. Oh, I ain't worried about none of that. Uh, I, I don't. I don't really care about what other people think. I mean, we we've got we play good people every year. I mean, we we've. We've been in four national championship games and five playoffs, and we've we've had to we've had to earn our way there. Uh, you don't get, you know, if you're not good enough, you're either good enough or you're not, you know, to win those type of games. So, and and the main reason we've been able to win those type of games is because of what we see week in and week out. So, you know, people make up their own narratives that oftentimes are not reality. Uh, so I don't I don't really worry about that. I just worry about what I can control, and that's our team, our program. And, uh, you know, uh, this is a really good football team we're getting ready to play. Uh, it's a rematch from ACC championship game a couple years ago. We just played Virginia, a rematch from last year's ACC championship game. So 
these are these are good teams uh, that uh, you know we're gonna have to navigate through it if we want to win this league. There's no question about that. This will be a really good test for Clemson on Saturday, and we'll discuss just how big a test it is. What are you looking to see out of the Tigers? I'm going to share with you my thoughts on what's important about this game, not necessarily from a schematic standpoint, and obviously Clemson wants to come out with a win, but what exactly do they have to do? What test do they have to pass to get that victory? More of an intangible type discussion, and what I think is going to be important for Miami if they want to stay around in this game. Staying in the game throughout your workday can be a difficult task. That's why you need to check out Built Go. What is your wall? What is it that's keeping you from getting everything you need to get done in a single day? Is it mental? Is it physical? What do you need to get you through and make sure you accomplish everything you need? Built Go is going to help you get there. It is a solution to breaking through your wall. You can put it in your briefcase for that most focused presentation ever. Stick it in your golf bag to get you through the back nine or put it in your pocket just to get you through the day. Biltco is the best workout gel on the market. It's five-hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's just simply better on your body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. Three delicious flavors, peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint Built Go combines energy gel with protein. Go to BuiltGo.com, use promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 30% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED for 30% off your order at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. Clemson is no stranger to what they're going to see on Saturday night when it comes to the pressure, the big stage. Obviously, the Tigers have been in the last five college football playoffs. You've seen Trevor Lawrence win a national championship as a freshman. Now he's a junior. Travis Etienne's been there and done that. He's played in a lot of college football playoff games. So the big stage is nothing new. The Tigers are accustomed to this. However, they have not played a top 10 matchup at home since back in 2016 when it was actually a top 5 matchup between Clemson and Louisville, the Lamar Jackson-led Cardinals. And proved out to be a thriller of a game. 42-36 was the final. Easily one of the best games I've ever seen in person and covered as a journalist. Still remember that game. Still remember the electric atmosphere. Well, guess what? That electric atmosphere won't be the same on Saturday night. Now, I don't know what the weather's going to do and how that's going to impact things. But I do know that COVID-19 and this pandemic has forced schools to get creative with how many fans they let into the stands. It's not going to be the typical night game in Death Valley, and I think that's what's going to really stand out to anyone who's watching, whether it's on television, whether it's being there in person. It's going to look and feel different. Does that affect Clemson? Because I'm telling you, that game in Death Valley in 2016, the crowd had a major impact on the Cardinals and Lamar Jackson. There were several false starts early in that game. It kept Louisville from getting momentum. It helped Clemson build an early lead because they just did not get comfortable in that environment. Now, Louisville came back and made a game of it, but Clemson was able to to build some momentum with their crowd. And it's one of the loudest of stadiums I've ever been in, period. And I've been all over the SEC, ACC, a lot of big college ball playoff games, national championships. I've been to all of those. That atmosphere was as electric as they come. So I wonder, without those people in the stands, what is that going to do? How is that going to affect how Clemson plays, how Clemson's energy is visible on the sideline? 
it's going to be a big game. There's going to be a ton of emotion. But you wonder if some of that emotion squashed a little bit. Does it hurt the home team that they aren't allowed to have their typical night atmosphere, their big crowd? Does it lead? Does it help Miami a little bit? I think it does. I think it gives them the opportunity to maybe not fall behind or uh, have momentum seized from them early. We'll see. The other issue, though, is not only can Clemson pass that test of being up for this game. And I, I think Clemson was a little flat against Virginia. I don't know if a lot of people are going to argue that or not. Do not think you saw the same focus and preparation and intensity that you've seen in some past games. This one's obviously different. But on the flip side, the test for Miami here, are they going to be able to control themselves? Are they going to be used to this stage? They haven't played in a game like this in a long time. They have not played in a game like this under Manny Diaz, under Rhett Lashley, the offensive coordinator, with Derek King at quarterback. The Florida State game simply wasn't that big. I, anybody who watched that knows my, that was a one-sided rivalry game. Miami was just way too good. Florida State was just way too bad. This is a little bit different. There's a lot of juice in this game. There's going to be a lot of extra emotion. A lot of guys, look, Miami's coming into this game on Saturday night believing they can win. I know they're a 14-point underdog. Vegas says differently, but there's no doubt in my mind, Manny Diaz is going to have his guys believing they're going to come into Death Valley and walk out with a victory. Whether they do or not is one thing, but thinking it, that's half the battle. Because how many teams can you absolutely say have come into Memorial Stadium in the last three or four, five seasons and felt like they were the team that could win. They were the, they were the better team. I, I don't think Miami's the better team than Clemson, and obviously they'll get played out on the field. But how many teams can honestly say they thought they were going to win the ball game? I don't think Virginia thought that last week. I think Virginia said, let's go play hard for 40 minutes and give a ton of effort. But I don't think you've seen a team, maybe since that 16 Louisville game, you can go back to 15 Notre Dame, when they came in in a, in a massive storm and played Clemson close and came down to a two-point conversion. I think you can honestly say there's not been many instances where the opponent really felt good about their chances. Maybe Texas A&M last year, but boy, they didn't look like it once the game started. They talked a lot. Miami's talking a lot. Miami feels well, Miami should be confident coming into this game. But I question, I wonder... Are they ready for this stage? I know the you is back phrase that gets thrown around so much. They do have some of that swagger. At least they're attempting to have some of that swagger. The past Miami teams have had that that confidence level is extremely high. But what happens when they get on the field to play? Is there any concern that from the Miami side of penalties, of personal fouls, of guys taking it too far? And plus, you get so focused and hyped up and emotional Sometimes you forget your assignment. Sometimes you forget your coaching. Maybe you're not paying attention to what the coaches are saying or doing or calling, and you get lost and you drop a pass, or you let a receiver get by you, or you whiff on the quarterback. I mean, there's just a lot of different things that can happen when you get emotional. And I think both of these two teams have to pass the emotional test from different sides. I mean, Clemson's got to find a way to generate its momentum, its energy, its passion, they have not had, it's not been a huge issue, but it makes you wonder after a little bit of flatness against Virginia, and then can Miami sustain it? Can they keep it going without going overboard with it? And if they get knocked in the mouth, how does Miami respond? They haven't been in that situation where they've had to do that. What happens if Clemson comes out 
runs a five-play, 75-yard drive, goes right down the field, touchdown, Travis Etienne. What does Miami do to combat that? What if they come out and go three and out on their first offensive possession? This is much more of an offensive-minded team than we've seen in past years. Those are some of the intangibles that I'm really keeping an eye on in this top 10 showdown. And finally, we'll wrap things up, coming up here in just a few moments, with a fact or fiction, truth or not. I'll throw out some statements, and I'll discuss if they're real or not. Now it's time to play fact or fiction. I've got three statements that I'm going to throw out, and I'm going to tell you whether I believe they are truth or a fabrication. Number one, Miami won't get enough big chunk yard plays like they did against Louisville and Florida State to beat Clemson on Saturday night. I don't know if they will win the game, but I do think that is fiction. I think Miami is capable of producing some big plays. What Rhett Lashley likes to do, the offensive coordinator for the Hurricanes, is speed you up, speed you up, speed you up. He's going to want to control tempo and go super fast, and it's basically an effort to get you out of your comfort zone. Have you thinking less? Have you trying to react? Uh, not have a chance to get your calls in. Not have a chance to look to the sideline. And, and simply just sort of get you out of position. And once you're out of position, boom, he hits a big play. Derek King throws it to Brevin Jordan. Or maybe Cam Harris is able to break off a big run because you don't have your safeties in the right place and he gets to that third level. Maybe a receiver. Just simply gets lost by the defense in coverage and, and breaks out down the field and they hit it for a big play. Those are all potential issues that Clemson's facing in this game against Miami's offense. But Clemson's sort of been a mixed bag in past years when it comes to stopping the big play. You just look at it from a statistical standpoint. Clemson has already given up 12 plays of 20 yards or more on defense this season. That's fifth. Fewest, tied for fifth fewest in the conference, but still double-digit numbers already. North Carolina played less games. They've given up four. Uh, Florida State, who's played three games. That's not a defense that right now a lot of people are backing. They've actually given up uh, 11 plays of 20 yards or more. So it gives you an idea where Clemson is in the same amount of games played as somebody else. At the same time, though, you go back and look at some of the other stats from past seasons. 2019... Clemson was second best in the ACC. He allowed 46 plays of 20 yards or more. So last year, Brent Venables was really good at cutting down on those, and he had guys like Isaiah Simmons that certainly helped that. And then you look at the previous year, 2018. I mean, that was Clemson's undefeated 15-0 season. But they gave up 61 plays of 20 yards or more. That was seventh in the conference that season. 2017, a really, really good defense. They got it back down to 42, 2016 when they won the national title. Clemson gave up, uh, I would call it a surprising 61 20-plus yard plays. And then in 2015, the first time that Clemson made the college football playoff, they gave up a whopping 71 plays of 20 yards or more. That was uh, the most in this college football playoff era for the Tigers. And that was a defense that did get beat a lot deep. And gave up some some big plays in the national championship game to Alabama and tight end O.J. Howard. Is Brevin Jordan the best tight end Clemson's seen since O.J. Howard in college? Potentially so. Uh, I think he's a really good player. He's the best tight end. Uh, Brent Venables feels like it's the best combination of tight ends with Brevin Jordan and Will Mallory that he's faced as a defensive coordinator at Clemson. So this will be a matchup to keep an eye on and trying to limit Miami getting those 
big plays. But I think this statement of that they can't do it against Venable's defense is fiction. Number two, in fact, or fiction, this is the best ACC team Clemson has played since that 2016 Louisville team that came in to Death Valley ranked in the top five. The problem in trying to figure this out is it's such a small sample size, and Miami has beaten Louisville, which doesn't have a defense, and Florida State, which is just not good all around, and UAB. And I'm throwing out those games this year, not even really contemplating uh, how Clemson or anybody looks against their their non-conference foes and how their opponents look against their non-conference foes. I just don't think it, it really matters. But is this the best team that Clemson has played since that Louisville team in 2016? I think it's fact. You know, the only teams that I can even put really into perspective and, and maybe challenge a little bit is the 2016 Virginia Tech team that Clemson beat in the ACC championship game. They were good. They were well-rounded, and their defense was very aggressive. But were were they explosive on offense? Not really. I don't think you can put the 2017 Miami team into this conversation as Clemson beat them in the ACC championship game 38-3. to that simply was an offensively challenged team that season. 2018, that Syracuse team was a really, really good squad. Dino Babers brought a team into Clemson that challenged them in every way. Clemson escaped with a 27-23 victory. But I don't know if they were that good. That was the best Syracuse team in, in recent memory. Uh, but were they? are they better than this Miami squad? I think that's hard to argue. Again, small sample size. Nobody that came in to Death Valley last year qualifies. In fact, Clemson has not been a favorite of less than 20 points in an ACC home game since NC State on October the 20th, 2018. Let that sink in for a little bit. And finally, with fact or fiction, Clemson will be applauded for beating a top 10 team Saturday night if they end the game victorious. I think this is fiction. I think this is absolutely fiction. We do this all the time. I discussed this the other day when I was talking about how we need to throw out the way we judge opponents in 2020 and look at it differently and just use our eyeballs to tell us if a team is good or not, not just compare everything to their opponent. But you know good and well, based on the perception of the ACC and whether it's weak, whether it's improving, whatever the narrative is, there's a very good chance if Clemson wins this game, it's going to be, well, look, there's Miami the fraud. Miami's not very good. You know, don't really know enough about Clemson. Yeah, they beat a top 10 team, but Miami's overrated. Did the same thing with Alabama when they beat Texas A&M the other day. So I think it goes both ways here. But I I think ultimately Clemson's not going to be applauded, not going to get the credit that you typically get by beating a top 10 team because people are just going to say the ACC is overrated. They don't need to have four teams in the top 10. Uh, This is an overrated squad. Miami's not the U yet. They're, They're still uh, working their way back, and Mandy has a long way to go. That will be the storyline of Clemson take cares of business because they're so expected to do it. And again, a 14-point favorite in this game, I just don't think they're going to get the credit that maybe they deserve, but let's see how the game plays out. But right now, I'm going to call that fiction. This wraps up another episode of Locked On Clemson Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Please make sure you're following me on Twitter, at Brad Singham, that's with the W. Make sure you hit the download button. Make sure you subscribe. Tell your friends and family about the Locked On Clemson podcast, your team five days a week. Coming up on the Thursday episode, we're going to take a deeper dive into Miami and schematically what 
the matchups are in this game, especially how will Clemson defend the big tight ends? I think that's probably one of the biggest storylines of this entire game. And then also, it's going to be Clemson Tigers in the pros. Let's dive into Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans who just got rid of their coach Bill O'Brien this week. I'll analyze that decision and take a look at some other Clemson players and what they're doing right now in the NFL. Hope you have a great day. Take care, Tiger Nation. Talk to you tomorrow.